0: Welcome to Doc Talks brought to you from Nerdworks Media. hi everybody welcome back to something i'm calling doc talk where i doc talk in this series we're going to start we're going to talk about dungeons and dragons characters and character creation i hope the setup's okay i haven't done this in forever so. so just a little bit about dungeons and dragons you're talking about a game that started in 1974 it was first published by gary gygax and dave everson under tsr today we're at fifth edition which is people will tell you is not true, it's not 5th edition, it's the 8th edition, and that's what it is. It is true, it's 8th edition. And if you hear banging and machine noises, I do apologize, had a leak in the roof and they're fixing it, but I'm gonna try to make this a go anyway. We're gonna start by creating a a player character, or PC, that's what people call it. This is gonna be your avatar for the game. Now the important thing to start creating your PC is going to be on you. You can ask a million people and a million people will tell you a million different ways. You want to have more of a video game character where you concentrate on the things that you can do and the best gear. It's called min-maxing. People make fun of it but it's not bad. These people usually don't want to do a lot of the role playing and they just want to create characters to, to... beat the game kind of thought process there's nothing wrong with this when you're trying to make the best and most powerful character it's called min maxing people make fun of it but again i have no problems in it making a role-playing character though is another function that's what i do and that's what we're going to do through this So i'm going to teach you my process but again there is nothing wrong with enjoying your character is the most important thing in the game but you got to remember that part of this is playing in a group so If your character, you're having fun with your character, but nobody's having fun with their character because of your character, just keep that in notes. The way to make a uh, role-playing character function, I found out the two best ways. You you look at what you want your character to be when you look in the book. These are going to be more your veteran players or somebody who loves to read. Me personally, as a DM, when somebody comes up to me and they're making in a series that they like, in a book, a show, or a movie, basically is what I'm, I'm trying to go with. And I think it just helps new people get an idea of what they want to be in their character when it comes to role playing, what kind of thing they want to have, right? So do you want something that's more in depth, more understanding? Do you want something that's played out? Do you want to learn as you go? These are all ideas. It's okay to want to be like Jester from Critical Role, played by Laura Bailey, who's amazing, and I think she created him as well. Even if you do that, we need to know how to make her you. Or yours what will be similar what will be different this gives us idea for what we need and we're gonna need three things one is race and I'm gonna say race I understand that there's a debate in the d community about should it be called race or species I'm calling it race because when you open up the player's handbook it says race I understand the other side of it but I just this isn't the place we're gonna say race so I don't confuse people class and background I want to build a hero. I'm going to go with shy and humble, which is kind of what I want, with a powerful voice. So in my head, I think that this person hurt somebody important to them or close to them uh, when their power manifested. I'm going to say they whisper and only talk when they have something important to say or something that somebody talks to them specifically. He's going to have the qualities of, if you ever saw Gone in 60 Seconds, the one guy who doesn't say anything but at the end says something that's super deep. That kind of thought. I know what I want my character to be. So I know, because I own all the books, that he's going to be a bard, and I want to use College of Whispers. This is located in Xanathar's Guide to Everything. You don't need all the books. You just need somebody who understands the material. Most of the stuff can be found online. But if you're going to use it in your games and you love it, I recommend picking up the books. Ask your dungeon master or the veteran player at your table if your dungeon master's new what they should do, and to go through it with you. It's so fun to try to flesh out what you want your character to be. But you don't need to be set in stone. I've built many characters that I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm going to be, so I want to play this out a little bit. And so I move on and I play it out a little bit. I think I want them to be part of the, the campaign setting as well. So the newest game we start tonight is a pirate or ship based game so i'm going to use the background sailor from the player's handbook in creating this character as well the most popular way is makes everybody happy is to roll out your stats right so let me switch my screens here because hopefully that that helps us get to this part because i'm going to actually build this character right here on stream with you with this blank sheet i'm going to do this as a sailor background also i have my my path now we just need to ask the dm what he wants me to get my stats right and so the the most common the most popular way is to roll out your stats you roll three to four d6s depending on how they want to do it there's also variants to this and dms have their own rules there's no right or wrong way please don't ever tell your dm he's doing it wrong like we always say the dm's always right if the rules disagree with the dm see rule one You're going to get stats, Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma. If you look on the sheet, you'll see them in that order. And what we want to do with this, simply get these ways. And like I said, rolling is one way. The second one is the the way Mike had us do our characters for tonight's game, which is we rolled 4d6, took out the lowest number. We rolled it seven times and then took the six highest of that. This is a higher probability of having high scores. It's pretty good. Yes. Mike, the social contract pod, go follow him on Twitch. He has some good stuff. Anyways, it gives you a probability of high scores. And again, there's many variations of this point by is always a fun way. It takes a lot more time and a lot more thought and makes sure that you have balance in play by what by that. I mean that if you're going to make one score high, another score is going to suffer. There's really no way to do that. My personal favorite always, and it's only because everybody gets the same six numbers to work from, is called Standard Array. And for those of you that don't know, Standard Array is normally and typically, and it can be any set of numbers a DM imagines, but typically it's 8, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15. Nothing so high that you're godlike, nothing so low that you're peasant-like, and it gives you this fun little thing. So I have my my character sheet here, and we're going to fill this out together. And I'm going to use a Standard Array to do this. Again, I know we want to be a bard, so I'm going to look in the player's handbook. The bards are located on page 51 of the player's handbook. You can get free downloads. I'm not sure which ones they have. If you're brand new at this, you're not sure if you're going to like it. There's a lot of stuff. And again, I'll tag it uh, when I put this on YouTube and when I put it... Uh, as a podcast so there's a quick uh, uh, a section in each class that says quick build this is the first place I want to go it's under all the classes and I suggest if you're new to the game actually do what it says and here it has class tips to starting a character and we're going to use this as a baseline it says here that my highest number is going to be in charisma so I'm going to come down to charisma here I'm going to dial in my charisma which I I said was going to be the 15 the highest and then it says Dexterity is going to be my second. But before I get there, I, in the book, I'm just reading it really quick. It says that I want to take Entertainer as a background, but I told you it doesn't fit my story to be Entertainer, right? Even though it's fun. I'm going to take Sailor and set instead with this, and then when we do spells, we'll critique those as well. But that's not today's episode. So, again, we do our basic stats on my character sheet. And if you're using a pencil and paper with this, by the way, this part you want to write lightly. You're going to do a lot of erasing because stats go up and down depending on what you choose with your character. Again, I'm going to take that 15 put it in charisma like I already did. The reason it wants me to place that here, and the book knows this, is that as a bard my spells are charisma based. But if I look at page 178 of the player's handbook and I read what charisma is, it's also how well my character interacts with others. So I want to keep that in mind when I'm thinking about how I want my character to be. How does he do that? And again, that's another in-depth and another time for character builds. If you go to 178, it explains all the skills and other things that are associated with that, but I don't need that. Again, dexterity was my my second one, so I'm going to go ahead and place that 14 in there. And you notice I'm placing the actual numbers at the lower spots. There's a reason, because those aren't as important as my modifiers are gonna be, and those are gonna be in the big boxes, which I'll explain in a little bit. This is where it gets weird. If Constitution isn't one of the ones, I always suggest it to be one of your higher ones. Your Constitution, in the long run, is going to help us with our hit points, right? It's gonna let us be a little bit more durable, which I can tell you right now, just looking at this, my bard's not gonna be super durable to start off with. So, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna drop that 13 in there just because of how I think and and it's you can do you you do not need that the cool part about having a lower constitution is it affects your saves but it doesn't affect your hit points because you always get plus one to constitution hit points no matter what so that's always a good thing and some dms play it where it's a zero it doesn't matter you really can't have negative hit points it's not how the game works so have some fun with that Because I'm a sailor, I want him to be able to defend himself from pirates, right? And so since I know he's going to do that, he's going to be boarding ships, jumping back and forth. I had to make some decisions here. Do I want him to be street smart or intelligent? So intelligence is book smarts. Wisdom is street smarts. Not a big fan. So what I'm going to do is, you know, the most important thing to me is going to be this wisdom. I want him to have more street smarts than anything else. Now I have intelligence and strength left. I don't think he needs to be really strong. He's very agile. I know as a bard I don't need a lot of strength stuff, but that's metagaming stuff and more role playing. I'm thinking like Skater Boy, he's not really strong, but he's tough and there's a difference with that. I think I'm going to use strength as my dump stat. I'm going to put, dump stat meaning the lowest stat you have by the way, Uh, might use that from time to time. So I'm going to place that 8 in there which leaves my 10 to be my intelligence. So I'm average in my books. I think he's because he's a 10 in intelligence. I think he's an undergrad because bards go to colleges in the book. So that's where I'm going to say he is. I got my basic scores set. I'm kind of okay. Like, if right now, if we wanted to role play a little bit with my character with no name or whatever, I could figure that out later. I have enough information to role play my character. I understand him enough as long as there's no major rules. I think I'm gonna make him a human variant. So let's fill in some of this stuff up here. I know I'm gonna be a bard. I don't get my College of Whispers yet. I'm gonna be a human, and then I'm gonna just put that V right there just to give myself a variant. Oh, player name. Huh. Let's put Doc. I don't get that very often, so I'm gonna use it where I can. I know my background's gonna be sailor. I'm gonna go ahead and fill that in. Now, I don't. Alignment. Let me just make this real clear. You don't need alignment to play the game. And you don't know what your alignment is yet. You don't know your character until you play him a little bit. Talk to your DM about leaving that blank. Most DMs are gonna be fine with that. I'm fine with that. Mike's fine with that. Everybody's fine with that. I see my character a little better now. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do uh, the regular human names in the player's handbook, so. Right at this point, I wasn't sure if I was gonna do a guy or girl, so. Right out of the book, right there, I named him. There we go. I'm gonna have him identify as a he, him. And he is in college for some knowledge. I want him to be 19, so I'm gonna flip down a page here. Features, all right, so I want him to blend. Let's do some brown hair, brown eye kind of stuff. I'll make him 5'11". I want him to be a little tall, but I don't want him to be like that. Awesome tall. Wait, let's make him a buck 71. He's not little, but he's not big. And his skin type, now this is just what he looks like. It's not gonna make a ton of it, so he has tannish skin. Let's go back to the first page, because we're going to go back to that human variant. Again, it's in the player's handbook under human. And we see something right off the bat. We see that we can give two ability scores a plus one. So I'm going to go with our two big ones, right? So I'm going to increase charisma to 16, and I'm going to increase dexterity to 15. I know those are my two top ones. I get two. That's where we are. Our base speed is 30. How far my character goes in previous games, we used to just say five squares because it's five feet per square on a map, but we're getting further away from that. We know it's 30 feet. Uh, We get common as a language and one extra. So let's go ahead and fill that in down here. I gotta know that he speaks common and I'm gonna have him do elvish because well, you know, he was going to bard school. So we had to be able to talk to them hoity-toity types, which, I mean, who's more hoity-toity, right? All right, so we got pretty set here. Uh, I wanna make him, in my head, he's an author. He was in college as an author. He's working as a sailor uh, just to pay the bills. I could put that anywhere. I'm just going to remember that I wanted to be an author while I'm doing this. So as a variant, we get one skill. Uh, We're going to assign this once we look at how many skills that we get. And I'm going to take a feat two, and I know my feat's going to be observant. Which I could fill that in here, and you could type it in or write it in. It's fine. Just remember that you have this stuff. Don't forget. It's not the DM's job to know your character. It's yours. Yep, so I'm going to take observant. I wanted to pick up on details around him. That's why I was thinking about that feat. He wants to be able to see and understand things. I just want it to be that way. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring that dexterity down to 14. Now that I've been talking this character out, I want him to be a little bit more street smart, right? Because he's got to notice things. I know that wisdom is a notice thing. This is the important part of building with somebody who knows. If you look next to the skills, like where it says acrobatics, it's next to Constitution there. If you go down on the right-hand side, I don't know how well you see this on your screen, but on a character sheet, you'll see this. It says whiz, and tell, int, C-H-A. Those are the associated skills. I associated perception with this. I want his wisdom to be a little higher. Observant also gives us plus five. I got to remember this to passive perception and passive investigation. This is an easy one. Passive just means take your investigation or your perception skill, add 10. We'll figure that out in a little bit. i got to remember that, but I'll explain it a little later. So my bard side. Let's go to our class features. Again, it starts on 51, but I'm going to go to 52. I see right underneath class features that my dice are a 1d8. So I am going to write that here so I don't forget. And it's level 1, so I get 1. Put that in there. And you just get 1 hit dice per level. It's really easy to keep track of. All right, so we're gonna be level one. We get our max. I don't have to roll at first level. I get the max. That's gonna be eight. Well, before we go any further, Dan, let's figure this out. So ten and eleven, our modifier is a zero. Don't have like Twelve and thirteens, our modifier is one. Fourteen and fifteen is plus two. Oh, I almost forgot. Nine and eight is a negative one. Oh, 16 and seventeen are three, and so on. Now I got that in there. Look at me skipping things. See, nobody does it perfect. But I do know I got a plus one. I have an eight, so my max hit points is a nine, and right now I have nine. Unless I hit my head or stub my toe getting out of bed. It happens. You never know. So, hit points, what is that? That's how much damage it takes to knock me down. Not kill me, just knock me out. Once I'm knocked out, I could be bleeding if I'm in battle, and then there'll be death but we'll explain that later on. Don't have to worry about that. Right now I've got nine. That's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. At least I'm not a wizard, that's all I'm saying. We come down to proficiencies, because we see it in our box here. And uh, I put I'm proficient in my language with the common, but I'm gonna add a new section in this box, which is going to be armor. Light armor is my proficiency. That's gonna be important later when we find loot or we have a chance to buy stuff. Just keep that in mind. It's nothing that's gonna do anything for us right this second. I have my weapons. These are things that I can use with proficiency. Oh, before we go any further, level one, I have two in my proficiency. Anything I'm prof- uh, proficient at, I add two to. What does that have to do? Well, it comes to rolling the dice, anything's up, but it's how good you are at it. At level one, I get to put two. All of them are the same, but the little box in the player's handbook under each class, there's a big box. It says what you get every level, level just a really quick you know, one through 20. In there is one that says proficiency, but they're all the same. It's not like if I'm a barbarian, I get more or less. But I know it's two, we'll put that in there. So, but my weapons, I get all simple weapons. Yeah, I get hand crossbows, I get long swords, I get rapiers, and I get short swords. That's it, that's all I got for that. Uh, We get to choose three magical weapons, but because of, in the class. But me, remember I wanna be an author. So I'm going to go have a discussion with my DM. And and hypothetically, in this mysterious world, it's Michael and Mike, sorry. And I'm going to go to Mike and I'm going to be like, Mike, listen, I don't want to take these. Can I switch these out for artesian tools that would be more writing styles? I know Mike enough and I know most DMs enough like, oh, because you want to be an author. That makes sense. Um, And then so under here, I'm going to make a new section for tools. And I'm going to put cartographer tools. I'm going to do calligraphy. Alright, those are my tools. I know I can do that. And in here, even with those two, I've got one left over. And by the way, if you want to look at the artesian tools to see what you want for yours, and you have a player's handbook, that's page 154 of the player's handbook. I'm going to take the one musical. Because he's a bard, of course he's going to do it. So I'm going to add loot. Uh, You know what? I'm going to do flute. Something I can carry around in his bag. He's not stereotypical. It also says underneath this box that I have saving throws. It says dex... And charisma all I want you to do is mark the two boxes play the the sheets have that anything with a black dot I'm gonna add my proficiency score to and uh, that'll be a little bit in the end here right now I just want to knock them and that's what it's gonna be it says I could choose three skills but remember I'm variants so and I add that other one I have four again I want to save this for later and then we go to our starting equipment Um, Here I'm going to take the rapier. Um, I can choose between the scholar and the diplomat's back, but I'm going to go ahead and get the diplomat's pack. You can see all what's in every pack in the player's handbook on page 151 in the bottom right-hand corner it tells you. But I know for a fact this one has paper, ink, stuff that I need to write on. I get the instrument, so I'm going to take my flute. I want to take the diplomat's pack, so let me put that in there. I'm not, right now, lightly writing on my paper because I'm using pencil and paper, right? So I'm going to lightly write on there that I'm doing this diplomats pack. I can go later and look up what's in that pack, which is also in the section. Um, I don't remember if I wrote that down. I do apologize. Yes, I did. 151. So I can go in there later and do all that. But right now, this is what I got. I know I get leather armor and a dagger. So... I get my dagger. If I look up my leather armor in the armor thing, I can write it down if I want to, which, you know, for purposes here, I'm going to put it in here. But I know leather armor is 11 plus my dex, so I have a 13 AC. But it's going to be in there. We'll dis- I'll tell you about that stuff later. I don't need all this right away. My DM's not going to start with me fighting. If he does, he's going to give me a heads up and he's going to help me build that portion of it. Now I look at my starting equipment and each DM is going to do this differently. It's just what it is. But I just went through that starting equipment, chose what I was gonna choose in that, but your DM might have you start differently or use different things. Trust me, if they want you to use something different, they will explain it, all you have to do is ask. Now if I turn my player's handbook to page 139 of the player's handbook, I see a few things. So, uh, our first feature we got, we can put it on our sheet here. I'm going to go to Sailor, which is on page 139, and my feed is Ship's Passage. When I need to, I can secure free passage on a sailing ship for myself and my, company, my companions. I could sail on a ship I served on or another ship I have a good relationship with. This is going to be all about your DM. So just remember, he knows. Because I'm calling in a favor, I can't be a certain of a schedule or route that will meet my every need. My dungeon master will determine how long it takes to get where I'm going. But in return, I'm working on the ship. That's fine. I'm going to write it in the box over here, which is, for me, I'm just going to put free travel for ship work on ship. Boom. You don't have to write the whole thing. I got it right there. I have a player's handbook or or rules. You can Google most of this stuff and find it. It's good. Just have something to understand what you're doing. Now I get athletics and perception right off the bat. Boom. Here's where we come into play. This is why I waited that long. Now I have all the skills and which ones I have to take. Which are those two. And now I have four more to choose from. I want him... we're gonna do investigation. I want him to be able to notice and see and find things because he's writing. It's very important for his author thing. I think it'd be cool to take performance with the loot or even just acting, which would be, like, really neat. School Story elements for later? I know. I'm going to take deception because he's not going to talk a lot, so he's going to, like, have to fake something or say something to yeah, whisper something. So I want him to do that so it's part of the storyline. So now i got five of those chosen I get one more and I think I want him to be in history there we go down here on the box underneath it says passive perception I get a plus five for being observant if I fill in the ones that I need to which right here I get a negative one in it. it's a two so I get a plus one that plays in my charisma is a three I get a plus two I get a five to deception that's pretty good I thought I muted that but I guess I didn't alright and my history is intelligence uh, zero so I get a two Investigation is intelligence, is that I'm going to get another two perception is wisdom. I got a one that gives me a three and performance is charisma, which gives me another five. 10 plus my perception 13 plus another five. I have a passive perception of 18. I also have a passive investigation and I know it's 17, but that's because investigation is a two plus 10 plus that five. Now I have everything from my observant on here. Now we Marked we can add our proficiency bonuses to all that which I showed you and again the the for bards It's on page 53 if you want to look it up. We go back to sailor We have things that we can add as our tools and one of them is navigation uh, Specifically for that and of course water vehicles You can write this different ways just because it says it in the book one way doesn't mean anything I get that we also get some cool things we can add that a little bit here now let's talk some characteristics these are suggestions you want to have some fun roll a dice each of them have a number associated next to them if you look in the player's handbook it tells me for my personality trait one through whatever i roll that dice number boom i can put it up here the important thing is for us these are suggestions just talk to your dm if you want it to be different than the one that's around here you can roll it but you you can make it personal as well You can also read through them if one fits, type it in there, and then you're done with it, and that's fine. But just know your character. These things kind of drive our PC, so we have to make sure it's right for our character. And this is more important than people give it credit for. The cool part is, right now we have the foundation of our character. I have a name. I know what he does. I know what he looks like. I have all my skills and associated skills done. Even know because I did a little homework on my armor class how fast he can go how many hit points he has if I do my real quick Look up of what a rapier is. I know it's dex base. I know I'm proficient with rapiers So I get a plus four to my attacks I know that rapiers are 1d8 because I'm have it memorized don't do that Well, you can't but it. It's just what it is. So I know it's 1d8 And I get to add my dex modifier to my damage. So I'm going to roll 1d8 plus 2. That's how I get my damage on that. A dagger is also a dex base. I get a plus 4 to that. It's 1d4 plus 2. So many people might be like, why would you go for the lower damage stuff? Again, it's find them in max. Sometimes in a role play, the dagger is going to be something I want more than my rapier. And it's just what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh you know what I did forget was my saves here so I got a plus 4 to my deck saves and I get a plus 5 to my charisma saves. There. I have the foundations. Right now I have the foundations to play my character, enough information to play out some scenes and have some fun. More than I thought I was going to get done today because I didn't think it would be as annoying to me to have empty boxes as it was. I know what languages I speak. I know my armor proficiencies. I know what I can do. So even if I'm in a situation where I don't have my weapons, I know if I see a hand crossbow laying around, I can pick it up and use it. I know if there's cartographer or uh, calligraphy tools or a flute or navigation tools or water vehicle, I can do that. Let me explain how that works with proficiencies though. A cartographer's tool is, I believe it's dex-based. So all tools are strength or dex-based. So I gotta figure out what I'm using. With that, I think cartographer and calligraphy is dex, so it's two. I'm proficient with them, so I could do a four and I can roll it. The flute is performance, I know that, so I'm going to roll my performance, which I have a plus five on. And I don't get an extra plus two with the flute, I'm just proficient with the flute, so I can use my proficiency score. Or if your DM wants to have some fun and give you the extra two, it's fine. If I'm navigating, um, another one is in- intellect or wisdom, so dexterity, intellect, and wisdom navigation would be wisdom water vehicles I think would also be wisdom but that's me your DM might do it differently but the cool part is when I roll that wisdom or intelligence check I can add my plus two because I'm proficient that's all it means I can roleplay my character now I can have a good time with role-playing I know what his name is I know what he looks like and I already know a little bit about his personalities especially when I fill out the personality traits the ideals the bonds and the flaws this is how easy it is to make a character in 5e. This used to be really hard and older. <laughs> I, I've been playing since 2e. Three and 3 and a half had so many things to choose from. It's out there. It's just what it is. But right now I have something that I can play with. And that's how you start on your character sheet. So there's more to this I'm gonna have to pick, but more than I wanna do here. I wanna talk a little bit about backstories because you wanna write that out too. You wanna have an idea. Talk to your DM. If you're going to handwrite a backstory, don't put too many details into it. Be like a person came to my place and and talk to your DM about nailing that. The thing is, is to be as closely related to your campaign and give the DM enough information to involve your character in that campaign. If you want to know more about solid backstories and stuff like that, there's a great book out there, The Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide. I'll have the link in the descriptions for YouTube and when this comes out as a podcast so that you could look into that and you can see that. If you're new to the game, I understand that you might love magic, but spell casting becomes a little bit more complicated. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying make sure that you have somebody near you as a reference. I have them, but Magic is streaming. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Please go and follow like underscore magic, M-A-G-I-C-K. Be much better for what you're doing. The important thing is that you're happy with your character, that you enjoy playing with your character, that you have fun and that other people are enjoying it, and that you don't ruin a campaign or make it bad for other people. Enjoy it. If your character doesn't make you happy, talk to your DM. Uh, me, personally, on day zero, I tell people all the time in my campaigns, you have until level five. At level five, you're set And for whatever it is. But every DM is different. They'll work with you. They want you to enjoy the game. It is what it is. Also, I'll give you this tip. If you're in a group of your friends and your friend's game is not something that's intriguing you, you're not super happy playing in it, Trust me, your friend's not going to be mad Would you ask to you know, leave that game to find a different game or even bring it up to what would make things better. Everybody plays differently, and it's just what it is. Sometimes you're just not happy with it. I give you this, and, and this, it's going to feel good to say this again. I don't think you guys realize, but uh, just remember to be kind to one another. Keep it nerdy. And live your dreams. Later. This has been a Nerdworks production.